Hello guys and gals, how you doing? Today I'll be talking about an awesome way to start your free podcast, and I mean free, no catch, no gimmicks. It's totally free, easy to edit, easy to record, and easy to promote and monetize your podcast. It's called Anchor.fm, and I highly recommend you guys and gals, check it out, and start your own podcast, let your voice be heard. And also, don't forget to listen to Wild Dog Podcasts, and tell them that I sent you and that you hear it from me. So you get more people to join Anchor.fm. You will not be disappointed because they will also put your podcast in other platforms and then make it very, very much easier for you. Have a great day, everybody. Give the movie buffer, and I'll be talking about the movie Drive. And this movie is like really fucking awesome. Um, I took it out the DVD cover because I'm gonna put this in my DVD book. This is a movie I'm gonna watch over and over again so I get fucking tired of it. It is so fucking good and so underrated because even I did not heard about this movie. Um, if I'm correct, this movie came out in 1997, and it's like, if this was the domain that's still doing the creator of the domestic martial arts movie that went straight to DVD. I mean, straight to VHS at the time. Like you said, your Roth Rock, to Don Dragon Wilson, and Mark Dacosta was one of them, you know. Before Iron Chef, he was the most awesome guy, you know, doing his movies in the domestic, domestic, straight to DVD, straight to VHS movie ever. And um, this movie is loaded with fucking action, it's awesome though. The version I have has the deleted scenes, has interviews, so it has good special features also. And it's a martial arts movie. Again, with Mark Dacosis, Kadeem Hardison, and guess what? Brittany Murphy is also in this movie, and she's an awesome character in this movie. It's just a fun movie. Um, it's kind of, what this movie is about is about Mark Dacosis' character on the run from a corporation which wants his um, heart, which gives him like fast speed, strength, quick reaction, and the corporation wants it back, you know? So he's on the run. He kidnaps Kadeem Hardison, build a fight scene in the bar, and he has to drive him to LA where he can sell it for five million dollars. You know, and he makes it with Kadeem, they will split the cash with him. So while on the run, they, they face all the corporation's members that want to go after him, you know, assassins, and not only that, you also have an upgraded model that wants to go after him, and which is big, much awesome fight scene. All in all, this movie is like so fucking awesome and so underrated. So get this version. I got my copy on eBay. So check out eBay for the director's cut version, which is 117 minutes. And it's, trust me, it's worth your money, worth your time. This movie does not disappoint. Down to Hell is Ryoki Tomorrow's work. And it's supposed to be the premise of the Versus movie, before Versus. It's, to me, a lot of fans, including me, I consider it as Versus Zero, or prequel to Versus. This movie is down to hell, and it's very independent. You can tell from the camera work, you know? And it's from Yoko Tomorrow, like I said before. And not only that, he's also in the movie, which I put a little subtitle at the video, which you can see it in a lot, which you know is going to be him. So just watch the preview scene on that. Um, Down to Hell's concept is about this man get kidnapped by a bunch of gang who likes to play games. They kidnap people and they kill people in the park, like a like hunting game, but they hunt humans instead. So one day they kidnap the wrong guy, they kidnap this guy, they kill him, they bury him, 
But guess what? Guess where they bury him? And guess where they play the game at? Forest of Death. Which you, the premise is you'll see the mo scene, scene in the movie, in the movie Versus, which the, that was the premise about the Forest of Death. Whoever dies, come back as a zombie. So anyway, they kill this guy. Comes back as a zombie and he gets his revenge by killing the people that kill him. You know? And now they, it's like, the movie's like kind of like 60 minutes, you know, it's one hour. Very independent, but it's very good. It's, like I say, it's, this, this is one of those movies, it has the, doesn't have the blood, it doesn't have the gore. And it has the action too, but it's very independent. And um, you will enjoy it, trust me. And plus it's a collector's item, so it's a must own your fan of versus. So like I said, most people consider it as a prequel to versus, so I say own it. And it's very hard to find, so like I said, go online, look for it. And you might be lucky, you might find the Japanese shop. Um, it is subtitled, by the way. So it's called Down to Hell, 1997. So check it out. What the fuck movie? Um, honestly, to me, it's horrible, yo. But somehow, it just entertains me in a weird fucking way. Um, let me try to break it down. Devil's Story. Um, this is the uncut version, which I mentioned from my last DVD update. Um, it's like... These two couples stop by a hotel. Black horse running around. A lot of black horse. Uh, this black horse makes so much noise in this fucking movie. It like annoyed me. The woman screaming, running around the forest, annoys me. Um. Hmm. Devil story. You got a guy. It's kind of like it takes a chainsaw rip off without the chainsaw. About a mutant. With the mask, like a leather face type of mask, I would say, but a bad leather face mask. With his mom running around the graveyard, you got a scene where a mummy's awakened and then awakened this female corpse from the dead. For whatever purpose, I will not get. Um, I know there's a story about a boat with treasure in it, like a pre like a prelude story that the old man tell. And when it gets to the end with the man fighting the mummy, he talks about that he's going for the treasure that he's the master of the world and some bullshit like that when he's a the old boat from the top of the mountain coming out kinda like what Noah's Ark probably but the boat also contains treasure um, this movie is just plain fucking bad you know and um, it has some it had a lot of blood scenes though and cheap gore but check it out man just get it for the what, what the fuck part of it Today I'll be talking about the movie Destroy All Monsters, and this is like one of my favorite Godzilla movies, man, back in the days. Um, between, to be honest with you, I, even though I enjoyed Godzilla Final Wars, but between the two, I'd say Destroy All Monsters was, was the better awful monster movies. Where, when you have Godzilla and all the monsters, in one mostly, not all of them, but most so far, compared to Final Wars, even though they had all the monsters. But I feel like Destroy All Monsters was the better all for Godzilla Brawl Fest, in my opinion. Um, these monsters they even fought each other though, but um, just to let's just fast forward a bit, you know, it's pretty much these scientists they talk about how they put all these monsters in, in Monster Island. Later on, the scientists end up being hostage by this alien race. You find out they're alien race, and they were able to mind control these monsters, Godzilla, Rodan. And they use the monster to destroy the cities, destroy the earth. And pretty much the aliens, the aliens want to use the monster to take earth hostage pretty much. But the humans will have to find a way to fight these aliens and try to find a way to break the mind control of these monsters. 
once the once they find out what, where the mind control is and how they're doing it, um, they're gonna try and break it, and then you have Godzilla is gonna try and and his monsters will try and battle the aliens. But that's later towards the movie because right now they just going crazy, destroying their own, destroying the Earth pretty much without knowing they're being controlled by the aliens. Then you get the humans end up going to the aliens planet to stop them, and you find out that the aliens do have a weakness like. Like, it's like below temperature, like, they turn it like their true form, like they can't survive in below temperature type of thing. It's hard to explain because I'm not a fucking scientist, but you guys get the point, you know? Well, anyway, once the monsters are free from their mind control, and the aliens decide to send their own monster to, to destroy the Earth and stop the monsters, they can't control no more. They're sending, of course, King Adora. Which King Adora? I mean, the fight scenes with King Ghidorah, it wasn't all that to me, to be honest with you. But you gotta remember, King Ghidorah is fine with all these monsters. It's three heads versus, like, about five or six of these monsters, man. <laughs> but, I'm ha of course, you want the Earth monsters to win, Godzilla and his monster team. And they beat King Ghidorah like it was nothing, you know? I mean, King Ghidorah have his, had his... He was able to fight back a little bit, but, fuck it. Godzilla and his crew owns this monster. It's like, yo, we're kicking your ass, man. It's over for you. It's over. You know? Um, as as the movie develops a little bit, once they feed King Adora, then you end up having a second monster, which is like a fire monster. But then the monster was trying to battle the fire monster. They had no chance. But then the humans will try and stop this fire monster. And then, I mean, when it, while they battling the fire monster, they realized it wasn't really a monster. It was really a, the alien's ship. With transform into a, like a fire, like a fire shield around the UFO ship, and the human was able to defeat that UFO ship that was supposed to be a fire monster. Um. Anyway, the, the monsters went back to the monster island, and then the and then the humans were able to defeat the aliens. You know, and um. All in all, destroy all monsters. I actually liked this movie. I thought it was good in my opinion. Um. It was more more talking, and you have your monster scenes and your. Monsters destroying city scenes also, but um, I feel it was like more talking in my opinion, but I actually enjoyed it. They, they kept me glued to my seat. How the humans try to find a way to stop the aliens and stop these monsters going rampage around the city and trying to help them break the mind control thing. Um, I, I thought it was good, you know, in my yeah, in my opinion of it, you know. I mean, I know a lot of people prefer Godzilla Final Wars for the all Godzilla Monster Fest, but I feel like. Destroy all monster fest. Destroy all monsters, aka Godzilla monster fest. I call it was the better was the better all fest monster movie, in my opinion, in the Godzilla universe. It was me, the movie buffer. I'll be talking about the movie Edge of the Axe, and of course, if you see my DVD book, I'm working on reviews of new movies. I just bought from Shugo.com and check their website out also and their YouTube page. And it's like a horror crime drama movie and the kill scenes is about a killer with a white mask a black outfit going out to women around the town plus one guy and um i like this movie it's the kill scenes are pretty much like a realistic type of kill scene for an axe murderer but um of course i don't want to ruin too much of the movie so check out edge of the axe it was me dvd movie buffer and um I'm going to be reviewing the movie Enter the Seven Virgins. And let me make sure I got this movie right. Hold on. <laughs> I got I to gotta check. Yeah, Enter the Seven Virgins. 
And what this movie is about is about these ladies, um, Westerners, that got kidnapped by Chinese pirates, and um, they come to to China or Hong Kong, well China, and they become prostitutes for this guy who's a pervert, you know, who runs like a prostitution shop, I would say. Um, let me just say this movie does not have no English dub, does not have no English subtitles. So forgive me if I got anything wrong, I'm just going with what I think of it. And it's, this movie is loaded with TNA, a lot of tits and ass. I mean, for you guys that's, that like that stuff. Oh yeah, of course you're gonna like that stuff. And it's, it's action, I love the action scenes in this movie. The martial scenes are really good. And it's your good old fashioned exploitation type of movie. Ever Victorious Hall, um, pretty much about a martial artist that has to stop a evil gang. And he went to, he got a student he decided to hire to train so he could continue to get his revenge. And he had to enter this tournament for three years and they're doing it for the people of, this, of the town. So they could get rid of the gangs. Um, let me just say, all in all, this martial arts movie is really good. Um, there's no wire work. It's one of those martial arts movies that is just more of like a real, realistic type of fighting, straightforward. And um, it's good old fashioned, protect the city against the evil gang. And, Good martial arts action, you cannot be disappointed. Anyway, DVD Movie Buffer St. Pete's. Hey, it's me, DVD Movie Buffer, and I'll be talking about an awesome, another new movie, again, called Finale. And if you love supernatural horror movies, this is, you gotta pick this one up. Um, rent it, but actually definitely buy it. Supernatural horror, um, it's about a mother investigating her son's death. And it revolves around his his um, drama class, who her daughter is also joining the drama class too. And she finds out that this cult, run by a drama by the drama teacher, worships this thing called the Collector that collects souls. So whoever messes with her, she hires the Collector to kill her enemies. And the mother has to find a way to stop her and her her cult. Uh, all in all, this movie is really enjoyable. They are kill scenes in this movie, bloody bloody scenes, and um, behind the scenes is delayed scenes, trailers of course, and a behind the scenes featurette. Um, the finale is a really good, enjoyable movie. I'm going to be talking about the movie Frankenhooker. You know what's so cool about this movie? The Bronx Bruiser was actually going to review this movie, so I talk Bronx Bruiser out of it. I mean, I say Bronx Bruiser. Let the bitch-ass goblin talk about this movie, because Pretty obvious, this movie's really up, right up my alley. Uh, I used to live that whole lifestyle. Really not easy. And I was born with different parts also. So, Frank and Hooker, when I saw this movie, I was like, wow, where this movie been all my life? I can't believe this movie came, like, in the 80s. And, you know, at the time... I was busy trying to make a lot of money, you know, stepping up in the streets. I didn't really have too much time to watch a lot of movies, you know, trying to survive in the streets, you know. Anyway, Frank and Hooker is about this guy, right? He has his pretty girlfriend. They're ready to celebrate the party. The girlfriend show off her present to her father that her boyfriend made her. I mean, made him, excuse me. But when she turned on the machine, the sort, the... Lone Mower's machine pretty much ran right into her and cut up to pieces. After that, you get your credits, 
and you get the boyfriend saddened by his girlfriend's death, but he has a plan to bring her back to life. Yes, he did. So he decided to um, get some hookers, you know, trying to see, trying to get parts out of the hookers, you know. As the movie progresses, you know, you realize this movie is like one hour with the guy, you know what I'm saying? And then it takes 30 minutes to see the Franken hooker finally fucking appears, you know? But, um, just to go rewind a little bit. Anyway, while he wanted the girls, you know, he talked to the pimp. The pimp gave him some drugs that he asked for. And then he made this super drug with the drug. But it has a mishap. If you breathe into his super drug, you blew up. So the drugs was no good. Anyway, the guy went to went to see what hookers he wants to pretty much kill pretty much. And as as it goes on, he can't go through with it, you know. But then the, he gave the women the money to so, so they could leave him alone. But then the women spotted the super drugs in his bag, and the guys warned these girls do not take the super drugs. But they like they want the drugs. They went drug crazy. And what happened to the hamster when the hamster blew up? Oh yeah, the same thing happened to those bitches. And they gave the guy an opportunity. You know what? I could take these parts, and since he did kill them, it was the drugs that killed them anyway. Hey, I can finally make make my girlfriend Elizabeth back to life. And then that's when you get your Franken hooker. Like I said before, it only took 30 minutes towards the end of this fucking movie to see the fucking Franken hooker. But you know what? I actually like the guy, the boyfriend, the lead character. He was very likable to me. So you know what? I said I'm willing to deal with one hour of him, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. Right? One hour of him and then the 30 minutes you get to the Franken hooker part. Well, anyway, when the Frank hookers awaken, of course, she uh, start acting like the hookers, you know, how the hooker personalities are. And she goes on the street trying to sell herself. And then she also have a twist because if you sleep with her, guess what? You blow up like the super crack, pretty much. So she's a. So, so don't fuck her. But pretty much, guys, fuck her, you know? Later, as the boyfriend goes to the city trying to look for his girlfriend who escaped from him. Trying to bring her back, and when he brings her back, you get the pimp who recognized the body parts of the girl. And let's just say, the pimp pretty much went to the guy's house, cut up his head, and then the body parts that the boyfriend put of the uh, hooker of, of the other hookers in, in his um refrigerator with the serum, they're coming back to life, and they come back in weird different disfigured body parts. And you know, they pretty much took Zorro into the refrigerator, the pimp, his name is Zorro by the way, and pretty much he's dead. <laughs> and then you get your twist ending, let's just say Elizabeth is going to bring back her boyfriend back to life the way he brought her back to life, and let's just say, um, what goes around comes around pretty much, you know, you get your little twist ending. All in all, freaking Hooker, I actually enjoyed this comedy horror, you know, I thought it was a very fun movie. You know, but like I said before, it kind of like stretches to with the guy, and you gotta wait 30 minutes at the end of 30 minutes to see the Franken Hooker in action. But I can see why this was a cult status movie. See you later from Bitch Ass Goblin. I'll be talking about a Japanese horror movie that came from the 80s. And you know what? It, I wish I could review a lot of these Japanese horror movies from the 80s because most of the horror movies I review. Are many more Asian horror movies from China, like from the 80s, I mean, like the Devil Fetus, for example. But, um, but.
but it's very rare to get Japanese horror movies from the 80s around this era. Because, you know, Japanese horror is like fun also. The only one I ever reviewed was Sweet Home. It was supposed to be the concept for Resident Evil, you know? Which they based their exploration on. It's a supernatural horror ghost movie that came out in the 80s. It's called Sweet Home. I think it came out in the 80s, actually, if I'm corrected. But besides that, um, Gakidama, um, I actually heard about this movie when Mr. Parker just reviewed it recently. And, um, and then, but I cannot find a copy, so I went on YouTube and actually had a French subtitle version of it. But it's pretty easy to pick up on, though, you know. Um, you could, there's some reviews online with the English translation, but I'm just going to go what I know about by seeing it. Gagadama had these two guys, look like they go into the forest, and one of the guys saw, like, this ghost light flying around like a specter, and the specter t- got on the guy's shoulder, and it turned into a worm like and I guess the worm was supposed to be like the demon, and then it ended up affecting the guy later on, you know, the guy started acting all strange, his wife was looking at him all odd and stuff, and suddenly he spit out this demon, you know, and the demon looked like one of those yokai demons that you hear about, one of those type of demons, um, anyway, um, but there's a guy in a black hat and a black suit. He comes in, captured the demon. He he walked out with it, and the demon escaped from the guy. And it looked like the the guy. And what was let the guy later on as the movie fast forward, the guy that captured the demon. He's talking to the guy that was possessed by the demon in the beginning part of this movie. And I guess he wants his help. I guess to ca- capture it, capture the demon. I guess uh, as the movie progressed. The demon ended up going back to the house where he possessed the guy and then he started attacking the wife and the wife started battling the demon out, you know. And the movie is very short. It's only like 55 minutes, so it goes by fast, you know. Uh, I say Gakidama, I say check it out out of curiosity. Uh, I've seen better, but I believe that if it had a longer longer run time and maybe more to work with, maybe it would have been something a little bit more. But for, for Japanese horror, especially in the 80s, I I don't know, in a way I think it's a real treat. Anyway, peace guys, see you later.